If you want news and rumors that appeal, welcome to the dusty. Hey, welcome back to the Dusty Wheel. I'm your host, The Innkeeper, and this is our live call and talk show all about the Wheel of Time. Now today, we're here to talk all about whether or not the wheel can be broken. Yes, it's going to be a spoiler-heavy show. We'll remind you about that in just a second once I invite my guests in. But let me remind you, this Wednesday, we'll be back live at our normal time, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's a little, maybe, surprise episode, which means... I haven't decided what we want to do yet, so that's why it's going to be a surprise. We might talk about a recent interview I did with Sally Richardson-Whitfield, the director of episodes five and six. We may be talking about other things. Just stay in tune with, I guess, our social media and just jump on Discord. You can find out what's going to happen on Wednesday. But the following Sunday is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have Jim and Dylan from The Way of the Heron talking sword forms. In fact, we're going to do something a little special. We're breaking down a particular fight from the books with them it's going to be awesome be here next sunday and the following wednesday we're going to do some live gaming with paul from wheel of games we'll talk to you more about what that's going to be like but it's gonna be a lot of fun some games from the wheel of time so that's what's coming up here next at the dusty wheel but you're here to talk theories deep dive metaphysics cosmology of the wheel of time and to do that with me let me welcome my two guests today Welcome, Snakes and Foxes from Twitter of Time and Doris from Theoryland. How are you both doing today? 
Excellent. How are <laughs> I you? Didn't tell you? Oh, I, I forgot to tell you to like, you're supposed to do jazz hands or something. I don't know. It's, <laughs> there you go. Well, cheers. Thank you both for being here. I really appreciate uh, you taking some time out of your Sunday afternoon and evening or night, I guess, uh, to talk ridiculously uh, geeky stuff about the Wheel of Time. That's what we like to do. So are you ready for this? Are you both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, do it. Jump in. Okay. So, if you want to, by the way, uh, we'll talk with uh, Snakes or Uri, as uh, as I'll probably jump between those two names today. Uh, okay. We'll talk more about Snakes and Foxes from Foxes from Twitter Time, kind of what you've been up to uh, at the end of the show. And uh, like I said, Doris is my good friend from Theoryland back in the day. Doris pointed this out as we began uh, that we've been doing this for twenty years. So almost, I, yeah, almost it's... twenty years. I, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> you're okay. partly responsible for where I am right now and the fact that I have two kids. And yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. true. That's, that is that true. Is true. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We should take a second. We should take a second here. You are one of the couples from mm -hmm. Theoryland. Yeah. Like yep. children were born because of Theoryland. That yes. Is so cool. <laughs> my my uh, my wife always would say, you know, something about like you know Bon Jovi rock stars and such, where you know like the, like all these people got married because of fandom. They love you know Bon Jovi and other things because she's a huge Bon Jovi music fan. And I'd be like, well, I'm a Wheel of Time geek, and people have gotten married because of that. Yeah. So that's pretty. Getting cool. <laughs> nerds late since 1998. <laughs> Getting nerds late since 1998. There you go. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I've forgotten. I, that is not what we're here to talk about necessarily today, but thank you no. for reminding me because that's a great, that's a great, that is a great beginning to the question that I have at the bottom of the screen. Can the wheel be broken? <laughs> so uh, to start off this discussion, I want to jump us into this idea. I want to get everyone on the same page. We're talking about can the wheel be broken? And before we do, yes, uh, remind me, spoilers. This is literally going to spoil everything from the beginning to the end of the book. In fact, we're going to go right to the end of the books. So uh, like pretty quick in some of the quotes. So uh, yeah, I, I would say if you're here, I'm sorry. Like I, we're going to spoil things. It's, it's the end. So go away and come back another day if you don't want anything. At the very end, the whole meaning of the book spoiled. Okay. I think that's enough of a, uh, a beginning. Okay, so let's get on the same page. We've actually quoted these things before various times, uh, but in other shows, just talking about general things about the Wheel of Time. But let's, let's do this really quick. I want to get your, both your opinions on this. The Creator and the Dark One. Uh, really quick quote from Robert Jordan. He answered this question in 2003. Uh, said, uh, when asked about the Forsaken and are they part or outside of the pattern, he said, no, they're part of the Wheel, except for the fellows who have been bail-fired who are now gone, no rebirth, resurrection, they're out. By the way, we're not talking about that. That answer isn't quite right, but we're talking about this particular part of this quote. The dark one is outside of the pattern as the creator is outside of the pattern, but everything human is inside of the pattern. So that's where I want to focus this particular quote. So just let's set the table there. The creator and dark one are outside of the pattern. Now, people have often asked this, like, what are they? And I think this, is, this quote kind of answers that. Uh, uh, Martin asked this in 1996, how was the Dark One created? Is he a fallen angel, an inherent part of the universe? And Robert Jordan said, I envision the Dark One as being the dark counterpart, 
the dark balance, if you will, to the creator, carrying on the theme, the yin-yang, light-dark, necessity of balance theme that has run through the books. So I think those two are really important. Maybe we can stop there. And, and to you, Snakes, is this how you envision, when you think of the creator and dark one, does this tell you anything about that relationship and what these things actually are? Yeah, um, they're primordial forces, right? So the creator is the creator of all. Um, and the Dark One is his direct opposite, uh, presumably the destruction, who wants the destruction of all. Um, so they are outside of time, which is a whole nother question that we'll hopefully get to eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really speaks to, you know, they are outside and we know, you know, spoilers, the creator is not involved really. He kind of created everything and then walked away, but the Dark One still there. Yeah, this is, and let me jump to that uh, quote. Um... Uh, Robert Jordan and these two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention these two quotes. Uh, one was from a letter to Paul Ward and one was from Budapest Q&A, but they're in a single slide here. Uh, Robert Jordan said, no, the dark one is not tr pure true power. Who says the creator takes little interest in the activities of mankind? And I will neither confirm nor deny that the creator spoke to Rand and also said the creator does not interfere, but there is clear evidence of the theological doctrine. So I, I love those two points which is we always talk about the creator doesn't interfere, but Robert Jordan will not confirm that he's not interested in mankind. So that's a really interesting point. What is your thought here, Doris? Do you think that the creator, do you think all the evidence we have is that the creator is interested in mankind and the, this, the wheel itself? Or do you think that there is a standoffish nature, I guess, to the creator's you know, interaction with the wheel and, and humankind? Um, good one. Uh, there was an uh, interview question that I found from 1996, so that's, you know, way before, um, <laughs> where he basically said that a perfect creator should create the perfect creation. So if he were to interfere, that would uh, prove that what he created was not perfect to begin with, and therefore the Dark One wins. Okay. So, so that he doesn't, paradox. He doesn't interfere. Do you mean that? Does that suggest not interested, though? No, I think he is very interested. Or okay. he, it's she, it's, yeah, whatever. It, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, the dark one doesn't have a gender, so I don't think the creator does either. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the creator is interested, but in a very um, hands off kind of way. Okay. Okay. When you yeah, write that... code and you go, does it work? <laughs> I like that. I actually, I really like that analogy. We'll get to that analogy a little bit later. Snakes, are you on? Are you in line with this? Does is the creator interested in mankind? Well, yeah. Why else would he fill up the dark one? Okay, that's a that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask this to ask the same poll. You know is the I'm throw this in chat for those of you that are wondering where this poll is going to be at it's over on youtube if you're watching on twitter and facebook you won't see this uh poll but come join us over on youtube you can join into the poll and answer these is the creator interested in humankind um and we'll just we'll ask everybody in chat i'm, I'm kind of curious what people in chat are going to say to this one because i get a lot of this uh the reason why this uh question comes up or is not totally uh, something people agree on. I'm trying to remember where I had, I thought I had this quote from, uh, where, where is it? Uh, maybe I don't have it. 
Uh, but anyways, it was more this idea of a gardener uh, effect. Uh, oh, there it is, I think. I have this one. Yeah. Uh, this is, comes from inside the book. And this is Rand's thoughts here. He said, did he think the creator had decided to stretch out a merciful hand after 3,000 years of suffering? The creator had made the world and left humankind to make of it what they would, a heaven or the pit of doom by their choosing. The creator had made many worlds, watched each flower or die, and gone on to make endless worlds beyond. A gardener did not weep for each blossom that fell. For an instant, he thought those must have been Luce Theron's reflections. He had never gone on that way about the creator or anything else that he recalled, but he could feel Luce Theron nodding in approval, a man listening to someone else. And a lot of the theories were that maybe he was listening to Moradin. These were Moradin thoughts. I mean, others wondered if this was like a previous incarnation to Luce Theron. Uh, but this idea of gardener not caring about the blossom, I mean, snakes, do you think that, I mean, interested, but do you think there is care in the sense, or just interested, like you might be in, well, I want to see my garden bloom, and if it dies, it dies? Well, yeah, that's an interesting question. It does sound more like Moradin's thoughts, right? That um, very nihilistic, um, I mean, not necessarily God is dead, but God just, you know, created and left. It's really the, like, the watchmaker theory of divine intervention. Um, and he, right, he created the wheel and built into it all these mechanisms to help keep it on track. So presumably there is a level of care, but I guess not enough to come back and directly do things about it. So, yeah, yeah it's an interesting question. Uh, you know, and I've seen people like you said, like some are saying maybe like an experiment, you know, <laughs> you're interested in the outcome itself. The poll here so far um, looks like. 77% of the people, you know, are thinking that the creator is interested in some way, you know, maybe not specific. I'll leave that poll going just for a little bit longer. I did want to bring up, maybe it's this one. This is an interesting quote. This is one, uh, uh, Snakes, that you mentioned. I don't know if you want to read this one. It was the, where it talks about, it's at the end of the books. It's from A Memory of Light, where I think it's Rand is basically realizing, or he's facing the dark one, first of all, where it's at. But I want to jump to the one where he's, at the very end, where he's like, he realizes the dark one's not the enemy, basically. Um, I don't know if you have that quote. It begins with, he wove something majestic. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, go for it. He wove something majestic, a pattern of interlaced sidine and sidar uh, and sidine in the pure forms. Not fire, not spirit, not water, not earth, not air. Purity, light itself. This didn't repair. It didn't patch. It forged anew. This new form of... Uh, with this new form of power, Rand pulled together the rent that had been made here long ago by foolish men. He understood finally that the Dark One was not the enemy. It never had been. So this is, I think this is one of the kind of most pivotal commentary uh, on the Dark One from someone inside the world, if you will. What do you take from that? Uh, first of all, I'm going to go to you, Doris. Uh, this comment that the Dark One, you know, if we look at the very end, he understood finally the Dark One was not the enemy. It never had been. What does that mean to you, Doris? Like this epiphany, I guess, that Rand realizes about the Dark One and the pattern itself. Well, it's mostly about free will, I guess. Uh, he realizes that if if free will or, or like the, the willingness to do good were erased, then that's the same as the willingness to do bad were erased. And that is really what it's all about. Um, so sort of the the enemy is people uh, or, or the, the dark one is really the, the let's say the, the nudge 
rather than the real enemy. Mm. Uh, but the yeah, the evil is in the world already, and mm. it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly, and it's already there, and that's an interesting point, which is we know that before the Borer was created, right? There were still there was there was still evil uh, in the world, and so it's interesting how you had marked him with a nudge. Let me go to you, Snakes, on this this question of the Dark One not being an, the enemy and never had been. What, how do you understand that that epiphany, if you will? Well, earlier, uh, I think it was earlier. Sorry, time is weird. Um, <laughs> So earlier, Rand realizes that you know the Dark One isn't an entity; it's not a being; it's it's a force of nature. Right? It's just kind of there. And, um, we learn through the whole part of a Memory of Light that it's necessary for the Dark One to be there for basically everything to work. Um, so yeah, I think his epiphany is kind of like along the line of Doris said that it's you know he's not the enemy; he's a necessity. Um, and yeah, the evil is man itself, really. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that, that's really interesting to me because of this question, right? We're all here to answer, by the way. Thank you all for being here. If you're watching this again on social media, thank you for being here on YouTube. We're here to answer these questions. That's why i doing this live beyond just being fun, kind of being geeky and talking about this with you all. We're going to answer that. I'm going to put a poll out at the very end. I want to know if, if anyone's changed their mind. Can the wheel be broken and can the dark one win? will be two distinct questions. We're trying to give a foundation for answering that maybe change your mind maybe we won't um, but yeah that's a, to, this is an interesting question to me of if the dark one isn't the enemy how does that affect your concept snakes of can the wheel be broken does it affect your belief on that if if he's not the enemy and i'm seeing you shake your head okay is that where you're at right now you're at the cannot be broken yeah. okay okay i think i think the wheel can be broken or at least halted. Um, but the change of the idea of what the dark one is doesn't change my mind on that. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. I agree. I got you. Okay. So that, that concept doesn't affect your belief about whether or not the wheel can be broken. Okay. And that's where mm -hmm. you're at, Doris. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know that I know how I would, how I'm going to answer these two polls. Then I asked myself that at the beginning and I was like, I don't know. I, I'm not there yet. Maybe I don't know if I hope they'll get there at the end. Uh, okay, so I think from a concept standpoint, before we move on from here, this notion of creator and dark one, anything else you both wanted to add to this to give people an idea of what the creator and dark one might be or what they are before we kind of jump to the wheel and talk about it? Well, I think there's a, a maybe you have that planned for, for later, but there's a really interesting um, quote somewhere i don't know if i wrote it down um about side in and side r uh, against the true power i don't think i have that ah. one. yeah if you if you have it down yeah there, uh, it's sure. it's actually uh, yours uh, oh, okay. driving mr sanderson uh november okay. 21st <laughs> 2009 uh, gotcha. where sanderson says um uh, when people bored into his prison, Dark One's prison, they were searching for a new source of power, they found him. Now, that leaves a strong implication that the true power is the essence of the Dark One. The true power, when it is used, rips apart the pattern to rebuild it as it desires. The true power is very destructive to the pattern. It leaves scars on the pattern. 
uh, Robert Jordan said in an interview, or maybe it was actually in the books, when you make a gateway with a true power, you are actually ripping a hole in the pattern and doing uh, and going somewhere else. When you're using the true power, that is uh, what you're doing. It is contrary to the pattern. That is not a direct answer to your question, but I think, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and there was also a quote by Robert Jordan where he said that the true power is um, finite, whereas the one power is infinite. Um, I thought the one power, so, I thought he also said the one power was finite, but you would never, it was like, it, it gets like released. It, it, yeah, it gets it recycled. So, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Right. So the question is, I mean, it, it, does the, I don't think the true power does or, or it well, would have to that, because yeah, if the wheel keeps to. turning, then the dark one gets weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make, yeah. I think that because that, uh, snakes brought this up, the idea of the two primordial forces, you know, and them opposing each other. So it feels like they both, and this is one thing I think Brandon does make clear in that interview. He does, Jordan didn't want to tell us too much about what was going on outside yeah. of the wheel. He kind of wanted to keep mm -hmm. us focused inside of the wheel because I don't know if you both have these questions, but I go like, are there multiple dark primordial forces? Is there only just one, you know, how many have been imprisoned? You know, like how, how many, many times, wheels, how many wheels exist? <laughs> yeah. Like are there yeah. multiple creators? That's where I get to go. And then yeah, uh, it wasn't the beginning. It was a beginning. Uh, sure. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, th there's a lot of those questions we can't really answer, but I don't think we necessarily need those to kind of jump forward, at least for this question of, can this wheel be broken? So let's, let, <laughs> let's jump on to, I think, what is the wheel? I think is an important kind of piece of this. Um, this is also uh, snakes. One you had uh, kind of brought up as one you wanted to cover that one about more than a simple mechanism. Do you want to read that one out too? Do you have access to that one? Sure. I can. Right. Yeah, go. Here we go. Um, go so this comes from Robert Jordan. Uh, the wheel is more than a simple mechanism. Remember the wheel can spin out to veer in, spin out heroes as a self correcting device because the pattern is drifting from what it's supposed to be. We're not talking about something as simple as a spinning wheel at all. We are talking something more along the lines of the most complex computer you could possibly imagine. Okay. Does that snakes give you any, does that lead you towards believing uh, a belief about what the wheel is and whether or not it can be broken? When you hear him say that it's, you know, as I've often said, the most advanced super AI, it's not sentient. Right. He said that before, but it's the most advanced super AI. What does this tell you about the wheel? Well, this goes back to the like the clockmaker theory I referenced earlier, right? So the creator made this system that is conceived of as a wheel, but it's really more of a self-correcting uh, system, I guess, um, that anytime we start to deviate from that pattern because the drifts are built in, um, and I believe I have another quote somewhere that talks about how humans are actually responsible for those. Um, you know, it starts spitting out heroes of the horn and and, and severe into self-correcting. So I still think it's possible. We can get there later, but it's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, and this is, yeah, and I saw this uh, request uh, for one more time on this quote for people that maybe not haven't seen this one or just kind of be, want to be refreshed about this. And by the way, I actually fixed this quote. <laughs> I, I, I have to mark, mark I, it used to say spit out severe and, and can spit out heroes. I went back and found the original audio because I transcribed this originally 15, 16 years ago and realized I was really tired. 
<laughs> it really says spin and not spit. But, you know, whatever. It's about the same. Uh, but, yes, uh, he said we're not talking about a, something as simple as a spinning wheel at all. We are talking something more along the lines of the most complex computer you could possibly imagine. So I think that that's a... It's always, a, yeah, a lot of people go matrix. I mean, that's a, uh, you know, from, a, from an analogous standpoint, that's better than actually looking at a wheel and thinking it has seven spokes and it's turning, you know. Um, uh, Doris, does this quote, this concept of the most advanced computer you could imagine as the wheel help you encapsulate a, a concept of whether or not you believe it can be broken or not? Um, yes, no, I mean, I, I still, think it's possible to break it, uh, same as any good AI, uh, you can still break it if you try hard enough. Uh, you just have to know how to and uh, have the tools to actually get to it and, you know, the bore. Um, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, the tools to get to the system to be able to corrupt it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that'll be an interesting for, thing for us to we're going to get there really soon here. So yeah, let's, let's keep that. I'm going to write that one down. Um, bore as tool of corruption. Yeah, that's an interesting avenue. We'll definitely need to talk about that one. Uh, I want to mention this last quote before we jump there. Um, be, this actually happened at the same time. I, I, <laughs> I made some changes to this one too. Uh, look, I was transcribing it. Nothing significant changed, but I did change some words because I wanted to make sure there's a verbatim quote. At DragonCon, Robert Jordan said, if you think of history being in a loop, then time must be in a loop. If time is a wheel, there is no possibility of change. Whatever I change now, whatever injustices I correct, the wheel will inevitably turn. And those injustices will return. The inequities will return. There is no possibility for change. Therefore, there is no impetus to change. So time and history are both in a loop in this world, a large enough loop that it's, it's well, it's really quite immense. So then the person asked, the sun will run out, will never go nova, will never die, question. Uh, and Robert Jordan said, in this universe, no. Um, so that's another level setting thing I think is important for people to th understand about the wheel. We're not talking about a linear billions of years where suns die out and, and such system. It is a circular system that does re, uh, I use the word reset, uh, but whatever word you want to use, uh, comes again over and over and uh, where injustices return. It's part of the pattern. The pattern's built us seven certain ways, and this is the system that he is basing the, the, this on. So uh, to you, um, Snakes, this concept of it's circular, suns never die, you know, not in this universe and that he's created. Um, does that affect, it, or has it in the past affected? It seems like you probably knew that. So has it affected your concept of what the wheel is and whether or not it can be broken? Um. Well, I know I spoke to you a bit about this. Um, this um, is very Nietzschean in concept. Um, here's something called the greatest burden where you realize that all life's just gonna repeat itself over and over again. And um, what do you do with that information? Um, and you can see where Morden gets his nihilism from. Like, well, everything's just gonna repeat itself. Might as well just blow it all up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like just if you took just this quote that yeah the, the dark one can't win the will can't be broken everything's just going to repeat itself forever and ever yeah and that's what yeah I, there's a quote here uh, or um and it, it, it's interesting uh question um from michael mclendon here um right in chat 
He said, is it too meta to say that the wheel is a literary construct of the creator and of Jordan to allow for the impact of individuals in the pattern story for the sake of the pattern story? <laughs> no, yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, that's, he, he did create it for that purpose. Um, but that's less fun to just say it's just a <laughs> it's just literary construct. It's more fun to kind of analyze in, in world, if you will, or I guess in, in the you know, literary construct itself and versus stepping outside of it and examining it that way. But yeah, that's a, mm -hmm. I, someone asked this, doesn't Robert Jordan's last quote contra contradict a couple things? And uh, I don't think Robert Jordan was saying there was no change. Uh, uh, Snakes brought this up before, which was, there is a built-in flexibility as in things change from turning to turning, names of you know, actions by people in the wheel. But the general format never changes of those patterns, of the ages themselves. And I think that's yeah, what Jordan was saying. There also kind of has to be a, a reset as well, because while I was doing some research on this and I was, you know, rereading the end of um, the series, um, it struck me that the amount of bail fire that's used, which like permanently snaps people out of the pattern, eventually you're going to run out of people. So there's going to have to be like if it keeps turning and turning you know in the end it's just going to be rent and then he bail fires you know it's it, it that can't happen so there's got to be a reset somewhere yeah and jordan h1 jordan, yeah yeah i think there definitely is a reset of some sort um jordan uh clarified this later on that bail fire doesn't destroy the soul or you know itself so the soul is never destroyed in fact jordan went on to make it really difficult to destroy a soul like in many answers, he kind of like talks about the dark one, like eating a soul uh, when it, you know, when it talks about uh, gray men, I think. And then he, in other words, he kind of doesn't elaborate on how well, like he talks about Trolloc souls being kind of like, like small damaged soul. I don't know if he, he has a verbiage for it, like as though it's like they even have souls, but they're kind of like warped souls. I, I don't know exactly. He, he didn't really describe his soul system very well. <laughs> so that one we're left to kind of, I don't know, come up with our own explanations for. But yeah, uh, no, you bring up a good point. And that's one of the things we're definitely going to be talking about here. Uh, anything else uh, between the two of you that you think people should know before we tackle this, this actual question we're here to discuss? Um, when it comes to the wheel that would help people make a determination whether or not the wheel can be broken? Is there anything we missed, I guess? One, one thing, um, if it's yeah. okay. Um, from the glossary in the back of Wheel of Time, <laughs> of the book, um, when it describes the wheel, it says, uh, time is a wheel with seven spokes. Each spoke is an age. As the wheel turns, the age come and go, each leaving memories that fade into legend and to myth and forgotten by the time the age comes again. The pattern noted age is slightly different each time an age comes, and each time it is subject to greater change. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and each time it is subject to greater change. How do you interpret that? Do you interpret that to be something else uh, that we're not, we haven't mentioned yet? Like, or... I think that opens the door for time to deviate and for the Dark One to eventually win or the wheel to be broken. And in the first two books, there's a little, it also says, um, but each time it is still the same age. And then after that, he drops that part. So, you know, whether or not that was just him shortening his glossary or he changed his mind on something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, so that first, the one that you mentioned, wh which is the part of that that changed for everybody that's listening? 
um, so the pattern of an age is slightly different uh, each time an age comes and each time it is subject to greater change. Um, that's in all the books. And in okay. the first two, it all at the, the ending is, but each time it is still the same age. Oh, okay. And he took out <laughs> that. Uh, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. That, what an interesting note. Uh, that's great. I love that. Because uh, we have no <laughs> idea why he did that. <laughs> We're like, but why? Now I'm curious. Uh, you know, but yeah. yes, maybe it was just like to, like you said, just take away some of the confusion of like, well, yeah, it's not the same age if there's change, but it is the same age because that's the same general format. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, anything, Doris, from you if, about the wheel that people should know uh, before I we... Think, yeah. Uh, yeah, one thing um, is uh, some theories that I came across that said, uh, yeah, but it would be, uh, let's just go um, to a world where, uh, you know, Rand is evil or the, the champion of the, of the light is evil and then break the wheel there. Um, right. That can't happen because this wheel is the main one and this wheel is the one that needs to be broken in order for the mirror worlds to break as well. Um, I think that was, that was somewhere long book seven. <laughs> yeah, some some something along those lines. Yeah, from books. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's kind of uh, somewhere in the text itself. Well, this brings back that famous Varen paradox, which I hate. Um, it's like if the dark one's freed in one world, he's freed in all worlds. When she's talking about she's talking about mirror worlds, and you're like, but that's not really how it works. But if he's if he's only basically, I thought it was Varen, and it's like, but if he's in prison in one world, he's in prison in all worlds, and it's like it's a paradox, and it's like that's not really. <laughs> Like, I don't think of that as paradox as far as the dark ones. Uh, he's either escaped or he hasn't. I guess that's how I understand that. Do you understand that to be any different snakes so that like, do you think of that as a paradox uh, or just kind of Varen being? No, <laughs> I think that's Varen being Varen, which she does a lot. Right. So my mirror worlds are based on the main Ramland world. Um, it does big questions about parallel worlds, which Jordan does mention other things. But I'm not going to jump in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good question. You know, the idea, you know, why is the dark one kind of, <laughs> is he working on other species and such to try to get them to destroy the pattern too in parallel dimensions? You know, like the world where the Ogier come from or the world where the animals, for the, some of the animals the Shanchan have come from, you know, like, yeah, it does make you, he never goes elaborate, so it's not that, it's not that helpful to go down that road. It's fun to think about though, it, it is. Okay, so I think we're kind of, I think that, that level sets, I don't know if there's anybody still watching this, but hopefully you are, because this is fun. <laughs> this is, I, this is, I love geeking out about this stuff. Let's jump on to just general discussion. Can the wheel be broken? I'm kind of curious what everyone thinks out there. I'm gonna ask right now, the poll, at the beginning of this discussion, where we're at right now, can the wheel be broken? And I know people are going to not like the general nature of this question. <clears throat> um, by the way, if you're watching us on Twitter or on Facebook, hopefully you enjoyed this sneak peek into what we're doing. Come over to YouTube. Come over here and join the rest of the conversation for the afternoon. You can vote on these polls. You can help us to determine whether or not the wheel can be broken. But thank you very much again for joining us on Twitter and Facebook. Really appreciate it having you here. So, uh, this question is going to be interesting to see what people come up with. I want to see where you're both at at this point. I think I kind of got a feel for it earlier. Doris, can the wheel be broken to you as of now? Yes. 
You think it can be broken? Okay. Yeah, I think it can be broken. Okay. And uh, where are you at, Snakes, in this? Can the wheel be broken? Yep. Okay. I, I'm at, like, leaning yes. I know that sounds like not – and what's interesting is that's where the poll is at right now. Like, 60% are kind of – we're at uh, yes at 60. Oh, it's kind of widening the gap a little bit. Okay, so – to your to this question, Doris, you go ahead. Make your case. Like, what do you see? Pick one mechanism, and maybe it's the bore you mentioned. But what? How do you see that it's possible for the wheel to be broken? And then I'll go to you, Snakes, with another idea of how to break the wheel. So, the dark one gets someone to channel all of the true power as balefire and just unleash it. <laughs> okay, so so balefire yeah. as the mechanism. Now that is true. No, but true power also. True power, channeling Bellfire, and then True just, you know, yeah. Okay. And that True would just bellfire. destroy everything. Yeah. But I don't think he wants to. <laughs> That's the thing. I think he can. I don't think he wants to. Okay, but if, and people brought this up, and I get told this all the time, and I'm not a mathematician, so I don't like this explanation. Because <laughs> I'm like, don't just tell me math answers it. But uh, I've been told this. And, and this, is, this exact thing has been told to me a couple of times. Um, in an infinite system, anything that has a non-zero chance of happening has already happened. Since the wheel hasn't been broken, it has a zero chance of happening. So is the wheel such a system? You know, from the inside, I would imagine it's infinite, but do we believe the wheel is actually an infinite system? Okay, you're shaking your head to know, Snakes. Why do you believe it's not an infinite system? Well, like from a human standpoint, it might seem that way because, well, we don't know how long it's been going or anything, but from a more cosmic level, there had to be a starting point, right? The creator created it. So it's not infinite if it did not have a infinite starting point. Right, So that's that and that's why I always come back to is that thing that you just did, which is, but it said, we know that, the creator imprisoned the dark one and then created the wheel. We're not told that he imprisoned the dark one and the wheel already existed, um, you know, and has always existed. We're, that's not what we're told, but we're told that from the people inside. So that, I've always thought that too of like, again, I'm not a mathematician, so, <laughs> so I don't really know how to answer that to a mathematician other than saying I didn't think it was an infinite system either. So, uh, but Balefire, you brought this up. Uh, Snakes, Balefire, do you think that it actually can destroy the wheel? Um, so I believe, I don't remember if it was you or someone else on your podcast brought it up, um, that Balefire really just works on the pattern and the wheel in theory could spit out a new pattern. Um, so I don't think Balefire itself is enough. Yeah, so, and that's what I kind of wondered, like couldn't, and we don't know the answer to this, but you would think, you, let's say you destroy the threads and your reality, you're whatever, you're, you're in the age of legends. Like that's when we always hear about it. Like, and you're destroying things with true power, balefire and all these other things. Couldn't the wheel just spin out a new thing? <laughs> I don't know. Like it just seems like maybe balefire is threatening to the people that are part of the pattern today or right now, but not necessarily threatening to, uh, a future well, pattern, if that makes sense. Well, we know. see in the last battle, right? They're using Balefire left and right, and then Egwene comes up with a flame of Traval to undo all of that. So it, sure. the wheel already corrected itself. 
Yeah, so the wheel is pretty adept at correcting. I mean, Doris, we say that the wheel, the bale fire, where we I've heard the bale fire being used as a potential mechanism to destroy the pattern. You don't think the wheel is more capable than bale fire, as in that it can't. Like, yeah, we know that it did obviously well come up with a version of healing that potentially. Uh, do you think that the wheel has no recourse though against true like maybe it's true power bale fire or something? And do you think that that really is something that the wheel could not combat and could be destroyed, could be broken? Well, I think that if the pattern were really like to ashes then the wheel would maybe keep turning but uh, to what end um it wouldn't recreate the pattern that's my thought and i think that if if this were done in a like a, a flash of okay nobody has ever seen balefire before ever and nobody knows anything about the true, true power and they don't have any time to come up with a counter then it, it can happen but it's a very, very, very small if. Okay, so Balefire, uh, so by the way, the answer so far from chat was 64% of the people believe the wheel can be broken. So that's, I'm gonna end that poll. That's interesting, so people are leaning that way already, kind of came in here. There's a quote from, there's a comment here from Ryan. Uh, Muller said, isn't the dark one is bound a catechism that gets said? It is, but, Robert Jordan has actually talked about the creator imprisoning the dark one. Like that's something that he said happened outside of. And so people take Robert Jordan's word of like, he's not repeating the same catechism as characters are. He's telling what actually happened from the outside. So I think that's where we, where people tend to say yes, but no, if that makes sense. Like, um, okay, let's ask this poll question. Um, can the, I want to ask, uh, can the, can Balefire, can Balefire, break the wheel and we're talking about the wheel not necessarily the pattern everyone i think that's a, a, an important distinction here uh the wheel weaves the pattern so yes balefire can destroy you know threads from the pattern for sure but it can it destroy can it break the wheel itself that's really the question here so um okay what other tools are there possibilities if not balefire snakes do you have a you said you seem kind of pretty confident that you thought the wheel could be broken what is the mechanism by which you think the wheel can be broken? Well, so it depends on concept of what broken is and what time is, right? So Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> There's yeah, no reason gonna, we can't go there. We need to go there. <laughs> this is going to get heavy. So um, time, right, in its like essence, is kind of just like an observation of change, right? We have clock time because that's the only way we know how to keep track of things. We see the sun move. Um, so it it's kind of subjective in that, right? There, and there's a philosophical term that um, consciousness um, precedes world. So we're the only things that perceive time because we're conscious of it. Um, so with that in mind, uh, <laughs> stop me if I get too far ahead. No, um, so with that in mind, time seems to have this subjective feel to it. Um, and at the end, in the last battle, Rand kind of talks about that too. Like he yells at the dark one, that, you know, why haven't you just killed us all yet? You can't because you need to break us. And um, we see when Rand is, Rand and the Dark One are dueling over the world, um, that when the Dark One claims that he won, right, uh, everyone's just part of the dark. And then when Rand thinks, you know, weaves that he killed the Dark One, 
um, Rand almost thinks that it's the same world, right? He says, like, he sees the shadow in Elaine's eye, and he thought it was the Dark One. And the Dark One kind of laughs at him, like, no, you did this. Um, took away their free will. So that sense of change, I think, I don't know if necessarily like, completely breaks it, but definitely halts it to a point of it might as well be broken. That time is just not flowing anymore. Like, there's no pattern to be had. Yeah, that's interesting um, because, yeah, so that's a good point. Rand's experiences, and people go back to this, do suggest that, I mean, it's if you believe that he really could have done those things, right? It's, Rand it's could he, Rand does believe it for sure. Um, and so that is a good question. I think that's a great theory for this, which is Rand believes that changes could be made and that he had almost access to do those. He could, he could see what the effects would be supposedly on those changes to the wheel. And in essence, by doing so, breaking the, what the wheel is supposed to be a balancing tool. Like, and I, I would agree with that designation. You can break the wheel if you break its, its, in, its initial intent, right? If it's uh, meant to balance uh, and you take away the balancing capability of it, then you've broken the wheel. And that's how at least I'm understanding kind of what you're saying. Um, yeah. Uh, Doris, do you like this idea? Can, you know, from the outside of the pattern, someone like Rand who was able to, with the power he had and through the bore itself, uh, maybe and and his status maybe as like champion of the light, all the accesses that he had and powers, potentially he could have reprogrammed the wheel, changed the wheel in some way. And is this uh, is this proof to you that it could be broken? Uh, yes, I think uh, yes, uh, uh, but it's also yes and um, yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> oh. because uh, I very much agree with what you said, uh, Uri, about uh, you know Rand seeing that um, the the choices that people make that he himself makes that they're vital to the turning of the time uh, to the turning of the wheel, but he also recognizes that it's not just him. It's also uh, it's also Lan, it's also Matt, it's also Perrin, it's also all these people who yeah. get uh, spun out again and again and again and who need to go through those choices again and again and again and again. And um, he also contemplates how how much effort uh, the Dark One had put into breaking their will to making them give up. Uh, so when if they were to actually give up, but not just Rand, also others, then, uh, or maybe, I don't know, maybe if Moiraine had given up or if Perrin had given up, then that would have made Rand give up. Um, so it might have been like this domino effect as well. Um, I don't think it would have been just on, or well, yeah. Uh, might not be just Rand who's the most important one here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so go ahead. Go ahead, Snake. You're going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, I agree. Um, I read a theory on Beerland. I don't remember who it was. And so, like, if Rand won, eventually there would be an uprising and someone would combat the dark. Um, and yeah, that would start the Wheel of Time again. But, you know, if either the dark one was completely gone or, like Dora said, every single person gave up, then yeah, it would. It's hard to do, but it's possible. <laughs> It is interesting because I, yeah, I see a comment from Jonathan. Uh, time doesn't drive the wheel. Choices turn the wheel. Uh, but I have a problem with that concept, which is Taviran. Um, technically, you, those people that didn't make those choices, but they were threads in the pattern. They were just getting pulled up by other people's choices. 
And that is to mean the wheel's choice is to make a soul, a Taviran, who then was around them that pulled them into there to that. I can't remember what the thing is called when it swirls around. But anyways, there's a name for that. Um, and so they didn't make those choices. Like those choices were made for them. And yeah, but there's a difference between a, um, a situation that you're in and a situation that you're in willingly. Yes, but but you call that a choice, though. Like, I mean, he looked at when he looked at Elaine from the outside, and he kind of saw that you snakes. You sent that quote, and I didn't have it for today, but like saw something behind her eyes and realized like, yeah, it wasn't her really. It. it wasn't really her. Yeah, if you have that quote, it's an interesting one because it kind of has to do with this. Is that really? Are people that get pulled into the wave or the? Ah, I wish I knew the name. <laughs> uh, it's gonna kill me. I'm gonna look it up afterwards. Uh, but get pulled in by a Taviran, are they making those choices or those choices made for them? Um, and often yeah. it talks about the wheel making choices for the Taviran too. That is, there's, a, there's a give and pull there between the, between the, you know, the pattern and the Taviran where one is pushing on it but also being pulled towards things that they can't control. So um, it, this question of choice really kind of gets me on this. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, did you got, and you have that quote? Uh, yeah, I have the quote. Okay, yeah, go ahead and read this quote for us. This one's a really good one. This one, again, if you're here, we're talking about everything for the, to the end of the book. This is a quote from the end of the book. It might spoil some stuff, but go ahead and uh, maybe just describe what it is and, yeah, give us the quote. Yeah, so uh, Rand is fighting with the Dark One and says, I'm going to show you a world where you don't exist. And um, it's, like, particularly hard for Rand to do it, and he's not sure why, but he perseveres. Um, and everything just kind of seems off and the dark one's not even really there. He's kind of a distant voice, it says, because he doesn't exist in this world. Um, and he's kind of taunting him saying like, is this perfection for you? You know, come and see what you've made. Um, and he goes to see Elaine and everything seems kind of off. Like nobody, there's no war. No one even recognizes his sword. Um, so it says, Rand looked into Elaine's eyes, looked into them deeply. A shadow lurked back there behind them. Oh, what an innocent shadow, but a shadow nonetheless. It was like like that of the shadow behind the eyes of someone who had been turned by the Dark One. Rand jumped to his feet and stumbled backwards. What have you done? He shouted to the sky. Shaitan, answer me. I have done nothing, adversary, the voice in the distance. This is your creation. Nonsense, Rand said. You have changed her. You changed them all. Um, skipping ahead. Uh, but he saw it now, the thing behind her eyes. She was not herself because Rand had taken away her ability to be herself. Yeah, so taking away her ability to be herself, uh, which to me suggests taking away the ability of that free will notion. But does that mean, is that a broken, is her inability to make choices mean the wheel is not turning and there are, it's not weaving a pattern? You know, is but the pattern's still there, and that's the, the connection between choices and whether or not the pattern exists. That's why I'm always like, I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I, I don't know. Was there a pattern on that world? Is there a pattern in such a world? You know, or is it just corrupted? Has the wheel been broken at that point to you? Probably a pattern, but no wheel. Okay. Maybe. Or could yeah, that maybe, happen? Yeah. Maybe a pattern, it, but the a wheel broken, goes off yeah. the rails. <laughs> it's a broken <laughs> pattern, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to end yeah. this, by the way. Can the Balefire break the wheel? People answered 77% said no. 
So there you go, everybody in chat. Do not believe Balefire in the end could break the wheel. I want to ask this one. This one's been brought up. How do we want to make couch this question? What we just top the topic we just said. Can Rand? No, I mean, how do you want to say this? Uh, can can the the bore be used to? Can an external influence? How about that? Can, can somebody inside or, the pattern destroy the wheel for the dark one? Yeah, I, I don't know if is that the is that the question. I'm trying to think of the way. How would you couch the mechanism you were talking about, snakes, um, in a poll, for example, like breaking uh, the wheel? In yeah, is there a good way to say that that we can ask uh, viewers? And like one question, I'm trying to think. <laughs> As you say, like can can a force or a power or someone with can can someone or thing you know external to the pattern change or break the wheel? I don't know. That's I, I yeah, that's a big question, but. Um... Yeah, I, I can't think of any single phrase. <laughs> or individual with power. Uh, I'm going to try outside the pattern, break the wheel. This, hopefully you understand this question. Hopefully understand this question because I do want to ask this. Um, I mentioned this to a friend in this, about this topic, a third mechanism. If people have questions about this, I get it. It's a funky poll question. Just deal with it. Um, the, the creator... Can the creator break the wheel? I mean, the creator created the wheel. So theoretically, couldn't the creator change its purpose? Couldn't the creator, if it has the power to create it, change it in some way or stop it from turning? Like, couldn't it turn the off button? That's the question I have for you. Doris, is there an off button for the creator when it comes to the wheel? Could the creator do it? I think the answer kind of must, must be yes. But then, right. yeah, but then you would get into the whole, if the creator destroys what he created, then is he a creator anymore? <laughs> right. This goes back to the perfect creation. Yeah. The, the whole, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, like, it seems like the wheel could be, but would, would it ever be in the situation with the creator? Um, would the creator ever break the wheel? And like you said, would he be a creator at that point? I don't know, Snakes, do you, is this question just one of those where it's like, well, he wouldn't be a creator. He wouldn't be the creator in that case. Well, I, yes and no, right? Like if you think theologically, right? God is the ultimate creator. He does only things for good, but we see God destroy, um, which destruction could be an ultimate act of creation if he does something else with it. So he could still in theory, be a creator. Um, yeah, maybe that's you a could tough one. reset the whole thing, do some tweaks, and then run it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is the question. Yeah, a purely and Jonathan says this: a purely external force cannot destroy the wheel. The dark one exists outside the pattern for six or seven ages, or for however long the wheel's turned, and no ability to hurt it. And that's why I was bringing up the creator then the creator itself, which is, it's the thing that created it. Um, but do you think that the wheel is uh, protected against the influence of the creator in this way? In other words, can the creator not interfere? Is that what Jordan says? He won't. Is it because he can't? He created something that cannot be interfered with unless somebody from the inside <laughs> lets them in, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I guess that's, that's my thought. And the, the bore itself, um, and let me go to you, that's uh, Dora, uh, uh, Doris, you, you mentioned the boar. Yeah. 
it's built robert jordan said the bore was built into the pattern of that age like yeah. drilling the bore is part of the plan it's not like a random thing that it allowed to happen but it and so i guess the question i have for you is can the wheel really be broken if the creator built in something where it allowed access to external influences like it, it would it have would the creator have done so if the wheel didn't have the ability to combat it perfectly i guess that's a good one i'm not sure i i mean there's there's been references in the books about um something along the lines of if the wheel could be broken it would need to be broken in the end of the third age in in randland so uh, basically the last battle as we see it that's the, i mean at the end of every age there's a big battle and big breaking but the one that might possibly do the trick is the one that we're seeing um so if that were purposefully built into it then it must mean that it's possible like if if it's there <laughs> in order to be possible then it must be possible yeah i, I love it because it's like what is the intent and we don't know like what is the intent uh, yeah you can take it both ways right you can go either way and there's probably three or four different ways to take this but those two like the creator either could have created it knowing it was impossible but it was just part of the experience that it was kind of pre-programmed or created it because yeah, it's possible. And that's okay. That's part of the balancing nature of this. Uh, Snakes, do you have an answer to this? Like to you, does it mean if the creator added this as part of the plan for the age to create a board that it was intended to always be the perfect mechanism to prevent any external influence from corrupting it and breaking it? Or did he leave it open to the possibility on purpose? I think, I think he leaves it open. So one that glossary quote I had earlier that it deviates every time the wheel turns, I think opens that up for possibility of the wheel broken. Also, the dark one really thinks that he could break the wheel and he'd be a really crappy uh, cosmic being if he didn't realize by now that he can't do it. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> okay, but but I mean, Rand does kind of prove he like grabs him with his cool fist and uh, pulls him into the pattern. And <laughs> he's like, "You're kind of a crappy cosmic being." <laughs> I mean, he he does, but he still thinks he could do it. So the, I mean, if you were an infinite being and you still assumed that you could do this one thing you haven't been able to do, the idea of the possibility has to exist. Okay, I and Otherwise, yeah, you might the dark be, one would just be a nihilist. Also, you and you might be, and people have said this before, which is. This would be a terrible story if it couldn't be, right? <laughs> you know, so I, I do get that feeling of like, it's terrible if it could or couldn't be. Uh, let's go to this first uh, comment. We're going to open up the call lines and let a few of you call us and give us your ideas here before we vote on this at the end of the show. Uh, Taylor, can you show Hybrid, Hybrid Havoc's uh, question here on the screen for us? Hybrid Havoc, uh, thank you for the tip, said, did the creator design the pattern of each age or is it the pattern's design? And the only tweak I would make to that or is the wheel's design? I think you mean there. Uh, so, uh, and you two can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll answer this, which is the creator did create the pattern of each age, but as the wheel turns, it was also created so that pattern can change. In, the, in smaller ways, not it doesn't change the overarching, there's overarching things that are going to happen each, each age, but how it gets there, 
is kind of the weave of the time in its, in its particular turning. That's how I understand it. Would you two add anything to that or change any explanation there? No. Okay. So that, I think that was, the, that answers, hope that answers you. Please feel free to, you know, uh, throw another question in. Um, and Taylor, can you throw the other, uh, I think, uh, uh, Jay, yeah, Jay made a comment. I'll, I'll throw this up. Uh, said, thank you very much for the tip, Jay. Said, dark one is outside the pattern, but not outside creation. Creation includes pattern outside of the pattern. My thoughts. Um, so I, I did look for that quote because I wanted to show that it was outside the wheel. Uh, I believe that Jordan, what I'm bummed about is I didn't go find that quote because I would have answered this. I want to definitively say, I believe he is outside of the wheel also, uh, but I can't. In other words, I believe they were meant to be counterparts in this, but the people have said this, maybe the wheel is part, is imprisoning the dark one too. In other words, part of the creation of the wheel was, in, was a prison for the dark one. This is a theory that's very common out there. Snakes, do you believe that the dark one's outside of the wheel also, or that it's somehow imprisoned within the wheel, but outside the pattern? Um, well, there is, forgive me if I'm wrong. He kind of mentions that he, he's outside the wheel and that's why he needs to kind of, he can't influence anything unless he's inside of time. Um, oh, right. He's outside of time. And right. That's yeah. And you would say the wheel, the wheel of time. So it's outside of time. That's yeah. I right. think that's how we mostly get there. Yeah. <laughs> By the um, way, ha hashtag crappy cosmic being. Yeah, exactly. Maybe um, is that like the center of the, of the wheel where all the spokes are really tiny and the movement is none and then everything happens around him. Well, I heard a theory that, so we have, you know, the picture of the wheel, the wheel, and then you have the serpent in between the spokes. Yeah. I forgot where that theory was, but the dark one is the serpent kind of trying to make it break and stop. That's yeah. something I heard. Of. Yeah. That's a, that, yeah. That's a fun one too. Uh, by the way, let me, let me turn on, uh, open up with call lines. You can give us a call. The, the number here again, we're a live call and talk show number is one, three, one, three, eight, two, five, five, nine, six, eight. That's 1313-825-5968. We may not get to all of your calls, but if you have a comment you want to make or a question for my guests here, or you want to tell us what you think, can the wheel be broken? Give us a call. We'd love to bring you in, weave you into the conversation. That's right. Any chance I get to say that I'd like to make. Okay, so let me, let me put this poll in there. Uh, can it, this is how the question was. Can an external force or individual with power outside the pattern break the wheel? It was a poorly worded question, but that being said, our poll answer was that 60, I want to say it was 64%, uh, no, sorry, 61% said yes. So not balefire, but are in line with this idea that, um, that there is some capability for the dark one or some force like maybe Rand uh, that could, could break it. So yeah, that's an interesting, interesting, interesting question. We do have some callers. We already have three in line that are jumping in. So it'll be interesting to bring them in. I'm gonna move on to the next question and uh, maybe we'll vote on this one. I think let's vote on this question because I wanna ask about the dark one winning and I wanna kind of, so final question here of our first section, can, can the wheel be broken then? And I wonder if anyone's changed their mind here. Um, this is a, this is a this is a question that we can ask forever and ever, um, and but this will and show ever, up in chat, ever, and ever. I'm kind of curious. Yes, ever, never, and ever. Did I not split that poll? Yeah, there we go. Um, can the wheel be broken? I was like, it's not showing up. Okay, 
I want to move on to this next question of though that we talked about with this, can the dark one win, right? What does winning look like? And I do, Doris, do you have a concept of when someone says, or when you think in your head, the dark one winning, what it looks like? I think um, the version that he showed Rand before the nothingness, before Rand showed him, that was pretty close, I think. I think Rand was right when he said that the, the, the compromise, the nothingness, that was a lie. I think um, just eliminating any sort of remorse, any sort of um, conscience, uh, that's what the Dark One wants. So not, not the like the brimstone and torture all the time, but sort of, yeah, you know, it's a pretty world, but rotten on the inside. Destroying free will, basically. You know, yeah. Destroying the balance that exists. Um, okay. Yeah, I like that as far as the Dark One winning. Uh, Snakes, how do you see this? Uh, you know, what does the Dark One winning look like to you? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's kind of the Joker argument, right? No matter what Rand does, the Dark One wins, whether he kills him or lets him go. Um, and I think he even says that, yeah. Um, in that quote earlier where Rand killed the dark one he says um perfect unchanging ruin do this if you wish adversary and killing me i would win no matter what you do i will win um so yeah this notion of free will being taken away in any sense the dark one wins yeah yeah i mean is the dark one winning because he's ever present <laughs> and they're all everyone's <laughs> always worried about balancing out against him but he just exists you know like that i imagine he's just like oh let me guess you're gonna seal up that boar See you in you're a couple of your ages, which to me isn't, I don't you know, experience time like you do. So, uh, and that's, <laughs> that to me is, I, you know, part of it to me is like, yeah, the dark one just exists. So uh, I guess the wheel is what prevents the people inside the wheel from, from believing that they've lost, um, you know, as long as it, 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 it exists. I like this comment from uh, I, I, the name I'm trying to, Eren Lucendrawen, I don't, I probably, that's a terrible, Taylor, you want to show that comment up on the screen here, uh, said, when the dark one wins, he imprisons the creator. See there, I like kind of amping up the kind of what does it require for the dark one to win, like turning the table over and actually imprisoning the creator. Uh, so I, before we get into that, that's a, that's a fun, fun note here. We do have callers. Let's bring them in. Like I said, for those of you that are calling, I don't know that we'll be able to get to all of you, but we will we'll do our best. We'll take our very long distance caller first. Stubble McShave. Stubble, welcome to the Dusty Wheel. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Fantastic. It's awesome to hear from you. So, um, you know, I, I what is what is it you wanted to share at least uh, about these questions or do you have answers for us uh, i have had a few metaphors in my head when i even since i read the books the first time uh, ages ago and um you know like the wheel is uh, the prison right and uh and i think the reason for the wheel to exist is to imprison the dark one it's the purpose of reality so when the dark one, uh, in the scenario where the dark one is, is gone, then there's no purpose to life or existence anymore. 
that uh, the, the the reason for people to exist has left. That's why the light has left their eyes. They have no purpose in life anymore. So the dark one needs to be there in order to reality to have meaning. It's, a, it's an interesting question, um, and I want to bring this up. Hey, uh, before I let you go, that meant I want to take this question to our panelists and talk them through. Before I let you go, what was your answer? Can the dark one be, I mean, can the dark one, can the, uh, can the wheel be broken then in your mind? The, the wheel can be broke. Oh, at least the pattern can be corrupted. Uh, okay. Because I've always, another metaphor I've had is that I've always seen the, the t one turning of the wheel as a human cell division. So you have your correcting uh, uh, methods with Taveran and so on, and that would be equivalent to uh, the correcting mechanism to avoid mutations in, uh, in, the, in the human cell, in the division. But it, it, there is a drift and there is mutations, and eventually the human cell, the pattern will be corrupted, and then you have the broken wheel in the form of uh, okay. a corrupted pattern or destroyed pattern. I like it. I like it. I'm going to let you go, um, and we're going to talk about one of the concepts you brought up. Hey, Stubble, awesome to hear your voice, man. Appreciate you calling in. We'll talk to you yeah. soon, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye. So um, this, this idea of the lack of a – in other words, it seems like the wheel was built to work with the existence of the dark one. <laughs> As in, it's like the wheel requires, I would say, probably the creator to also exist. In other words – it seems like it was built on the knowledge or basis of an existence. Do you think that, you know, that's what we're being told at the end of this snakes, which is if the dark one doesn't exist, the wheel is broken because it, its whole concept is balance and it, it requires this, this external force to it in order to um, engage its mechanisms and it'll work if you will. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's fascinating time as a prison right that the wheel is basically changing the stakes of imprisonment at each at each age for the dark one um kind of change it up a bit but uh yeah i agree like, without the dark one and a, the creator i guess too has that balance it wouldn't work yeah it does seem like that's why rand kind of questions what to do with that power that he senses that he might have <laughs> he's like this seems dangerous <laughs> Uh, that's why, Doris, do you get that feeling like um, the absence of a dark one, basically the creator wouldn't have created the wheel, would have created it differently? Like, can the wheel in your mind exist without the dark one? Well, you know, as we were talking, um, I was, uh, there was two things. Uh, one was a question that somebody asked uh, somewhere in a theory. Uh, I don't remember anymore. Um Hang on. Right. There was a theory I found on Theoryland from 1999 uh, that the Dark One's prison is the creator. So, <laughs> and, then, and then there's also theories like, but then the creator also created the Dark One. Uh, uh, um, yeah, that... But as we were talking, um, I was, the imagery of, of the, the boar coming over and over again and the dark one getting, uh, like, I, I got like this image in my head of uh, 
the dark one, you know, minding his own business in his nothingness, and then the boar comes and goes, ow! <laughs> and it pushes against it, and then, you know, he's minding his own business in the nothing, and then, and then the boar comes, ow! <laughs> you know, so <laughs> kind of, kind of I, I, has to. I love it. You're like, <laughs> the nothing, he's just existing in nothingness, and he's like, why are you bothering me? I hate you. I'm going to corrupt you. Uh, I like yeah. it. <laughs> go, go do your other things. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then he just deals with humans and he hates it. You can just tell how much he hates it. He's yeah, like, he doesn't, he's he like, doesn't Demon like Dread, it. how are things going? And Demon Dread's there trying to fool him. And he's like, I know everything. Just shut up already. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I've been through this. I'm, we've talked. <laughs> we've talked. We've talked like seven turnings ago. You tried the same move on me. This is stupid. I don't know why I still do this stuff. That's how I think of it. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's bring Jack into the call here. Hey, Jack, welcome to the Destiny. Hey, how guys. are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Thank you Good. for having me. Absolutely. So what are your thoughts so, about our conversation? So she touched on my theory from Theoryland back in 99, but nice. I was going <laughs> to expand on it, was that he is the creator, but when he created the wheel and the patterns, that's when he trapped himself. And now he's trying to get out. <laughs> this is, it's the, <laughs> wait, you're saying the creator trapped himself. So the dark when he a... created it. Okay. I, and I, he's I... At, like he's at the center center of the patterns, like was said. So when he created everything at the center, he became trapped, and now he can't get out. And now he's the dark one trying to get out. So, okay. So nice what one. Rand? So but, what Rand but... runs into? How does this work? What Rand runs into is like creator turned dark one, or is a like is part is just like a portion of the creator, which is like the dark side of it. How would, how would you interpret that whole thing at the end of a memory of light? Well, he's the, he's technically powering the wheel. His essence is powering the wheel and he's trying to get out. So the, he set this thing in motion and it's going on its own. So it's going to defend itself because he set it in motion. It's like a perpetual it's a AI, like was said. So he's just powering it, and he's trying to get out of it. <laughs> I love, it. I love that idea, Jack. I love that you like claimed that that was your thing from 1999 in Theory If it was, that is really cool. <laughs> hey, hey, Jack, I appreciate you calling in, man. So, what is your final answer then? Can the wheel be broken? Yes, with uh, the dark one, with uh, him using someone from inside to break it. But okay. he has to have the people inside to do it. Okay, I like it. That, that's your answer. Thank All you very right, much, thanks, Jack, for guys. calling in, man. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that he said he was like the one that submitted that to Theodore. That's great. <laughs> So what do you, could do you be. yeah, 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 I exactly like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so I, I want to point out, this was the answer so far that we've gotten. Uh, can the wheel be broken is at 57%, which I correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that less than what we started with? I thought uh, we asked that question at the beginning and it was higher than that. That was in the 60s. It was like 70s. Or 70s. Yeah. 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 So, wow, look, we've changed hearts and minds. <laughs> Way to go, everybody. Yeah, not in the direction <laughs> we wanted, though. I don't know. Like that's that's really interesting. I'm I'm so curious. Like what in the conversation, or maybe it's just different people, right? It's like all the people that were here were like, yes, the wheel can be broken. I'm out of here. I'm not watching this. And the people that it stuck around or came later, they're like, no, it can't be broken. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm I'm going with that. So I'm gonna end that poll. 
Uh, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Taylor, can you show 9L's comment there? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> so that was it. 56% of you said the poll um, that the wheel can be broken. So yeah, it's that one about the dusty wheel, Taylor. It's uh, like, oh, you don't see it? Oh, shoot. Um, it's a really <laughs> funny comment. He said, uh, uh, can the dusty wheel be broken? No way. <laughs> that, that's good. <laughs> I, I have to do <laughs> okay, so uh, let me, we just have three more callers. Let's try to, let's bring them in. And let's, I'm going to get your final thoughts on these questions. Can the dark one win? Uh, but let me bring Adam into the show. Adam, welcome to the dusty wheel. How are you doing? Hi, I'm, I'm doing well, Matt. How about yourself? Fantastic. So what have you thought of the conversation and yeah, what did you want to add to it? So, uh, I got one, one kind of one, one question, one sort of statement. Um, okay. well, actually, no, it's also a question. Uh, do you think the wheel actually exists like existentially or is it just because in, in the early books, it's also described as, you know, the, the serpent eating its own tail, which later just kind of becomes a symbol for the eyes to die which is based off of the, uh, I can't remember what culture it comes from, but Euroboros, the, the, the snake eating its own tail, which is the, the time repeating itself cyclically forever and ever. Um, so that leads me to believe that the wheel's not actually, the, like the wheel doesn't exist. It's just a way to explain a phenomena in a, in a way that we can comprehend as humans. So, yeah, I mean, because it exists. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask snakes. I was gonna ask snakes to answer this question you brought up. I mean, can do you think, uh, like Adam saying, uh, snakes? Do you think that that it really is like Jordan's like, yeah, there's a wheel and all this stuff, but it's really just meant to be something that's meant to explain what the experience is happening to these people. Uh, if I remember correctly, Jordan seems to think that that's the way it actually is. Like, time is a wheel. It's cyclic. It's fixed. Um, I think he said that. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, but I mean, I think it works better if it's just a concept, right? Because we do have the Ouroboros and you can step outside of time. Um, yeah. Okay. So both. Both. <laughs> Doris, do you believe that Jordan really, that there is a super AI as part of his cosmology, basically, or as close as it approximates to the super AI that is actually created by a external um force that's the counterpart to the dark one that we that people call the creator that this force did create this thing in which all of uh, time is at least exists for the people inside of this wheel do you believe that that is the actual thing that's there or do you think it's more of an existential kind of concept that's just used to explain what's what people are experiencing in this world i think it's a kind of an existential concept but with, you know, going back to one of the quotes you mentioned at the very beginning about um, the uh, about this world being the one where the sun never goes out, you know, uh, it, it keeps going and going and going and going. So um, it's existential within those parameters. If yes, that makes I, sense. I think that quote to me, when Jordan said in this universe, no, to me, it makes it a much more tangible thing. Um, it's, it's an actual thing, not just a, a, a concept itself. Hey, Adam, uh, before I let you go, tell me, uh, do you think that the wheel can be destroyed? 
How would you answer that question? Do you so, think? I don't, I don't it think is, so. But, assuming it exists. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think so. But the other thing I wanted to ask was, so when Rand has his flicker, flicker, flicker moment in the Great Hunt, and it's like, I've won again, lose Theron. Um, yeah. But I, there's a point where I think Varen explains to, I think it's to Egwene or something, where it's like, in these other worlds, the Dark One has not won. Because if the Dark One wins in one, he wins in them all. And there's an infinite number of parallel, you know, mirror worlds. And so, like, that's kind of like, that's in the, the, the extent of, can the Dark One win? I think if, like, so he would have had to have won in one of those. And so I don't think he can either i don't think the wheel can be broken or that okay. i think they're just fulfilling the dark one's just fulfilling his role in the pattern and in the wheel okay yeah i like that i i can see that being the case like we always say imprisoned the dark one uh but it certainly is a mechanism that's necessary for the balance of the wheel so it is a role if you will as part of uh, a key role in the wheel functioning so, uh, yeah, no, I, I can hear that. Hey, Adam, thank you so much for calling in, man. I appreciate you uh, being online and sharing your opinions. Have a good one, okay? All right, thank you. You too. Yep, bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> can this wheel be destroyed, by the way, the poll? Um, so far, 55% of the people are saying no. So they believe it can be broken, but not destroyed. That's a, I love that outcome of our discussion, uh, kind of getting a feel, at least the pulse of this audience that we have here. Uh, we have two other callers. Um, anything else uh, that's come up either from their their questions or comments, uh, Snakes, before I move on to this caller that you wanted to add to? Mm, not really. I think um, back to the previous call, right? It's important to remember parallel worlds are not mirror worlds. Jordan makes that distinction. That mirror worlds are just like possibilities. And yeah, we see that the shadow won in one of them, but the dark one didn't. So... Right. There's yeah. distinctions that need to be made. Yes, the <laughs> distinctions between where the Dark One wins in Mirror Worlds, irrelevant. Um, uh, that is to say, it's just a probability engine, if you will. Uh, and, and also, the Dark One lies. <laughs> yes. Jordan, by the way, has so much fun with that. Jordan's so like, he's always like, he likes to suggest that maybe something happened. And then he's like, you believe that Ishamael? You're an idiot, you know, whatever. <laughs> So yes, that's a good point. Thank you, Doris, for, for mentioning that. Let me let me go to these like final two callers. These are the last two callers we'll bring in. We'll get final thoughts. We'll poll the audience. Uh, I want to hear from both, and we'll talk about what snakes and foxes are up to on Twitter of time. I can't wait to hear about that here shortly. So let me bring Nick into the show. Nick, welcome to the Dusty Wheel. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? It's great. We're doing great. So what's your what's your comment or question for us? So uh, this has kind of been touched on a little bit already, but I think that the, the dark one is required for the wheel to actually be able to weave the pattern. Uh, we kind of discussed how uh, there are quotes about how the wheel is like a, an, uh, an artificial intelligence system, and a lot of those systems in real life require some sort of random input to the system. Mm. Otherwise, it's just a purely mechanical thing that has no variation that will always output the same the same results. So in order to get that variation, the wheel requires randomness. And that randomness would normally exist in, outside of the pattern and just be input to the wheel as it's turning and as it's weaving the pattern. But when 
the hole is bored through the uh, the Dark One's prison, the Dark One is then able to directly touch the pattern, which is different from it just existing to uh, feed the, we- the weaving of the wheel or the weaving of the pattern. Um, yeah, but, I love that. Yeah. I love, uh, and it would make sense from at least Robert Jordan's background in physics. I know he, it wasn't like he was like, um, got a master's in it or something, but he, he did like, he, he had an affinity for it. And so that, that makes a lot of sense that he would have added that kind of wrinkle in and why the dark one would be necessary to such a type of system. If that's what he's really trying to build, which it sounds like from everything he said he was, uh, what, so what is your, what's your thought then on these two questions? Can the wheel be broken and can the dark one win? Are you yes, 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 no. Kind of where did you end up at? Um, I think that the dark one can win. And I think the, the dark one has won in the fact that, the dark one was able to touch the pattern directly. And because I don't think that the dark one would want to destroy the wheel because if you destroy the wheel, then there's no pattern being created. There's nothing that the dark one can do. Um, and as for, can you break the wheel? Uh, maybe. Uh, I think that the wheel would throw up Tavirin and other things to prevent it, prevent anyone from inside the pattern breaking it. And, I don't think that the dark one or the creator, which exists outside would have any motivation to break the wheel. So it might be able to be broken, but I don't think it would be broken. Gotcha. Um, I, I, uh, I like that maybe question. Cause I think it is still kind of up in the air and you can tell, <laughs> you can tell people are like still up in the air about it when we ask that question. I, we just don't know. And that's what, the, that's the fun part about trying to break down this question to us all is how do we, take in all the facts and what do we come out with? So, Hey, I appreciate you, Nick calling in and waiting online for, uh, for that to share us or share your pins with us. So have a good one. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. This, uh, this idea of the dark one winning, um, to me, it's, it's probably, again, how do we understand or comprehend a primordial force? <laughs> so this is a, I want to bring this up. I know we have one last caller. We're getting to the end of the show here. I'm seeing a lot of funny comments, by the way, here. Oh, Jack Nelson said he wasn't the one who submitted the theory that he was expanding on it. Okay. So that was the, what the caller was saying. Sorry about that, Jack. Uh, appreciate, appreciate that clarification. I love 9L's comment here. Uh, the dusty wheel without Taylor would be drab and boring. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so so the, the dark one that is Taylor is necessary for this to be a balanced, fun place. So that was good. Um, I, I, and then I want to answer this question here, which was, can the wheel be destroyed? The final poll answers were 43% said no, 57% said, oh, sorry, 50, 47 said yes, 53 said no. So uh, that's an interesting final, final kind of poll of as far as breaking or destroying the actual wheel itself. Uh, Final thoughts on this. Uh, can the dark one win where you're at right now? Yes or no? We both, I think both of you were at yes. Are you still at yes, Snakes? The dark yeah. one can win? Yeah, still at yes. Doris, you still at yes on that? Yeah, I'm still at yes. Okay. And but I think I've, um, the, let's say, uh, the, the, reasoning behind it for the dark one it, it's kind of crystallized some more for me because okay. i think it's really important for the dark one i've seen a lot of theories um about uh, it, uh the dark one wants to just kill himself 
kill the wheel, kill himself. But I don't think that's what he wants. Uh, you know, so if he wants to win, it's not by breaking the wheel. So, you know, th those yeah. are two very different things. Oh, yeah. Two, yeah, exactly. It doesn't require him to break it to win. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> That's my yeah, Snake, yeah. Snakes, you, you seem like you were agreeing with that. You're going to add something to that? Yeah. Um, at the last part where you said where, you know, the Dark One doesn't win just by breaking the wheel, um, right? Like he's the antithesis to the creator, right? And who made these perfect creations, the wheels and everything in it. Um, so his ultimate victory would be to break everything that the creator made, right? The human spirit, every like the pattern itself, and then eventually the wheel. Um, so I think, yeah, it definitely crystallized and expanded my view of what winning for the Dark One would be. Yeah, yeah. Th this is what's messed up with me a little bit with this. Which I get these primordial forces, but it also, Rand interprets it, I don't know if it's like Perrin, like, interpreting the emotions of other people, but Rand's like, the Dark One was angry, you know? frustrated it boiled with anger i think was one of the things and it was like okay like these primordial forces are like teenagers you know it's like a, <laughs> boiled with anger that his parent wouldn't let him go you know it kind of it, there's an interesting addition that jordan does sometimes while giving them kind of uh you know very much like humanizing them in ways that and maybe that a primordial force is also human i have no idea like i've never met one so uh, I, I wouldn't know, but does that affect, you know, does the dark one care to win? Like as in it, it, the dark one is and it exists like uh, this was brought up. Jonathan said he can't win because Rand said he's not the enemy. You know, does the dark one even consider himself an en enemy or is he just like his existence is just to corrupt and like, does he, does he care to win if you will? I think so. I think he wants to. Okay. Yeah, it's, and it's the creator weird... wants him not to. And the, yeah, yeah. Oh, and just the wheel is built though to balance that and not. Yeah. You know, prevent him there forever. I mean, the wheel is built to give him access to the pattern to destroy it, or to do something with it, corrupt it, influence it. So, it's such an interesting question of what Jordan set up here of like what, what are the intents of these beings, if you will. Um, I want to bring our last caller in and then uh, tie this up for the night. Let me bring Art to the call. Art, welcome to the Dusty Wheel, man. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be here. Yeah, awesome to have you. So what is your final caller? What is the thing that drove you to kind of call in and comment? Uh, I, of course, have a lot of ideas, but um, actually, I'll just uh, I'll go down to an analogy. Uh, I'm an avid rugby player for you know 20 years and um i'm part of a, a subsection of players called forwards and we do this thing called a scrum if you're not familiar with uh, what a scrum is in rugby it's when all the biggest biggest dudes kind of link up like the power rangers and then they clash and then they have a big wrestling match between 16 players right and so the concept I'm coming to grips with here is if, if one side or the other gives or does not compete or does not push and participate in the struggle, the whole thing collapses. Hmm. So this struggle exists so that the game can exist. And the game doesn't go forward unless we get this section right. Of This part of the game is just part of 
a bigger game. So it's a game within a game. And if anybody fails to compete in their role, do what they need to do, including the dark one versus the dragon, uh, the whole thing could fall apart. And so yep. the concept we're coming in, like there has to be struggle or else the wheel doesn't turn. If the wheel turn doesn't turn, it stops. And who knows if it'll start again. So that, yeah. yes, you can actually break the wheel if uh, you are missing an element that doesn't allow it to function the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, anything to add to this, uh, Doris? Anything no, I like it. Up, you, yeah. yeah, it kind of sums up what we, I think, what sums we up. were trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, this is it. The show's over. Well done, Art. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Matt. Matt. Well, I actually don't think I actually don't think the creator is is in the game at all. I think he's the he's the referee. And, uh, he just uh, makes sure that there's a he makes sure there's a competition, and he makes sure that nobody breaks his rules, and everybody refers to him as sir, including the dark one. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that this is the referee between the wheel and uh, and whenever the dark one decides to show himself. Uh, Matt's Pips uh, made a comment that's really, really, really funny. I like he said, uh, I think it's cute that the dark and the light keep having this massive fight over and over without understanding they're both kind of necessary. <laughs> yes, it's the adorable story that we call the Wheel of Time. It is very cute. I agree. Uh, well, Art, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you kind of creating like a capstone to the conversation like that. Uh, great comment, man. And hopefully we'll see you in Discord later. Definitely. See ya. Bye-bye, guys. Yeah, Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, this last uh, question. I know we didn't set any terms of agreement as to what is going to constitute winning. But even with that in mind, uh, the, whatever you believed Dark One winning or not meant, the poll said 75% thought he could. So again, really interesting. Uh, wheel can't be destroyed. Most people said, yeah, it can't. Uh, wheel can be broken. People were like 57%. But the dark one winning, people have a concept in their minds that he can win a variety of ways that don't require either of those things to happen, clearly. So yeah, really, really interesting. OK. Well, I have lots of other thoughts. Oh, yeah, let me make this last comment from uh, Sky Dragon here. said, uh, Looney Theory, wheel needs to be broken. The dark one created the wheel, now poses as creator. Real creator is imprisoned, trying endlessly to corrupt dragon enough to break wheel plus restore linear time. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much for the tip. I love the loony theory that they've switched places and the creator's trying to get linear time back in order to free everyone. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love this. Uh, I, I love this concept of uh, loony theories coming in right at the end. It's appropriate. So. Okay, with that being said, any final thoughts from the two of you? Let me go to you first, Snakes. Uh, any final comment you wanted to throw in here uh, just ev about everything we've discussed uh, before we say good evening for everyone here? Um, just real quick, like the concept of free will, right? The light and dark fighting with each other. I think we tend to forget that these awesome beings don't have free will the way we do, right? Because they're not given choices. Um, and it's interesting that the Dark One calls Rand the adversary. He's like, I just want to do my thing and destroy. And Rand's like, nope, back in the boar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, that, that, is, uh, that, is, that is good. <laughs> Doris, any other thought, last thoughts? And sorry, Matt's pips out there. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's, 
look, I'm live and I just say stuff. That's what happens. Uh, I apologize about that. Uh, Doris, any final, any final thoughts for us before we uh, call this good for the day? Uh, I, I, nothing new. Uh, it was a really fun conversation though. I really enjoyed it, especially, you know, ha having that's a loony theory, having a creator who uh, accidentally imprisoned himself into the wheel and then gets poked every now and then in order to push the wheel forward yes. and then push the wheel forward <laughs> and gets poked again and again and again. That would turn anybody sour. I do, I do, love, I do love the idea that the creator was like, yeah, um, this moment where you guys kind of create this nirvana of existence that's when we're really going to get the dark one involved. <laughs> we're going to just, just destroy everything that you've created. Um, I, I love that. Uh, I love that idea that that's the moment that he's like, this is when the boar is going to happen in the Age of Legends. It's appropriate, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, yeah. and, uh, he knocked them down a couple. Oh, wow. Yeah. Destroyed, destroyed their world, <laughs> I guess. Knocked down is the wrong terminology there. Uh, okay. So before we go, though, uh, I keep on saying this. Uh, Uri, snakes and foxes on twitter of time like what made you want to be like use that character account if you will and what have you kind of created there where can how can people interact with what you're doing because i know you do some uh some zoom calls together yeah maybe just to kind of explain the account and what you guys yeah. are up to so why this account uh there are weird creatures that aren't fully explained right they're from a parallel world they feast on emotions you know and they show up like three times. Um, so picking a character account, I picked the most vague one that I could do the most with because I'm not really bound by rules. Um, so you could find me on Twitter. That's pretty much the only place I'm at. Some Discord, but not really. Um, have fun with it, right? Uh, I play around. People think I'm just fairy tale. Um, I know uh, Raj is constantly calling on me for like... Uh, Wednesday is for betraying hope now that what Wednesday isn't necessarily a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And every Wednesday afternoon, my time, I'm mountain time. And the Thursday evenings, I do uh, what we call seal to the tower. That's um, it's a zoom call. Um, I try to make them the Wednesday one with work. It depends. Um, yeah. Just hang out, nerd out. It's not always real time related. There's no real, uh, uh, can't think of the word. There's no schedule for it. We just right. kind of talk. Um, I know Max Pips does one on Saturdays, and Adelonis Sedai does. So Max Pips is called Steel to the Stable, and Adelonis Sedai does hers somewhat irregularly, um, and that is Steel to the Shawl. So, Steel to the Stable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we all kind of expanded out, and uh, yeah, lots of Zoom opportunities just to hang out and meet each other. Yeah, I mean, please do. If you're on Twitter, Twitter of time is always fun. Um, it's and as the show is, approaches, it gets to be more so. I mean, it's gotten fun to like crazy. There's, I don't okay. know, we don't have time to really explain just how crazy it gets. But basically, someone will say something like, "This should be a character account." Someone goes nuts and just creates that character account and really embodies that character. No matter if it's not even like a character, it's a thing that that character produces, for example. Um, that's, that's, uh, that is the extent to what Twitter of time sometimes becomes, but it's a lot of fun. So thank you very much for being here. Yeah, I think I put the link in the description. I saw it in chat. Please do go follow Snakes and Foxes. Check out Maps Pips, uh, Matt's Pips. Uh, and uh, like I said, sealed to the, uh, we, have, we have sealed to the tower, sealed to the stable, and sealed to the shawl. 
Apparently there's a lot of fun, uh, just fan engagement happening through Twitter of time on zoom. So please do go check it out if you haven't. And Doris, it's awesome to have a great excuse to see you and just geek out about, about theories and the wheel of time again. So, uh, hopefully this won't be the last time I see you here. I'm assuming you're going to watch the TV show when it comes out. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. So I, I, I want to make sure that, uh, you come back and tell me what you think about it. So we'll, we'll definitely have you back here and, and talking more when we do another theory one, or again, when this TV show comes out, we'll definitely have you back here at the dusty wheel. So oh, that's sweet. Okay. Thank you everyone. You're awesome for being here. For those of you that stuck around, I love your comments, uh, callers. You were wonderful. Uh, it was just a fun Sunday afternoon, just being really, really geeky about the wheel of time. Like we do. Please be back here, like I said, on Watt Wednesday. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Just leaving it out there. Maybe we'll get some Watt Wednesday news. And uh, the gods of the Wheel of Time will give us something to talk about there. Maybe we'll do another uh, deep dive. And like I said, maybe we'll talk about my interview. or I can't really call it an interview. My one-to-one -one chat uh, through the GalaxyCon Live with Sally Richardson-Whitfield, where I got to speak to her for about uh, six minutes. And it was a lot of fun. So... Be back here Watt Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. And as we say around here, good afternoon from the Dusty Wheel and smash to black. Welcome to the Dusty Wheel. Hey, welcome back to the Dusty Wheel. Okay, hold on one second. We're not making this a thing. I know we did. We came back 700,000 times the other day. Just a reminder to everybody, we do Discord right after this. So if you want to catch us on Discord and keep this conversation going, Check us out over on Discord. I'm sure one of our admins will throw the link in here, or you can find it in the description of this video. I promise, not coming back. But like I said, smash to black. Welcome to the Dusty Wheel. Hey, welcome back to the Dusty Wheel. You went right to kill it. Look at you, you're all ready. You're just done. I mean, this is like, uh, this is really the well. Um, and now I'm like, great, my turn. <laughs> and if you don't like that, um, you want to say, well, Robert Jordan could have made the two rivers all white. He could have, but he gosh. didn't. So okay. Just complimented so, me on my dress, and as you can clearly see, I'm sad. I just need to call me as something along the lines of a Shida Haran analog. For the it does make sense why it outlasted the breaking. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. you know, this is why I have Therese in the show because she's going to correct everything that. Hey, everybody, I welcome to the Dusty Wheel Show. What? Remove challenge. Yay! Like baby face mounted on like a huge body. So like all <laughs> of a sudden, it's not just like, a traditional <laughs> fantasy, right? There, there are sci-fi. And elements just a moment ago, kind of uh, Rafe tweeted something. So let me get my guests in here with me, he and probably I would say get, put in seventy, eighty percent of the work. I got to be over the shoulder and be like, no. Thank you.